0: Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. It's Miller time. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team, and by Omni. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, your hosts, Haley Sutton and Brad Chan. and welcome everybody. Welcome to the Concrete Cowboy. Welcome to the Miller Lite. Co- you can applaud better than that.
1: <laughs> is this That's some right. Signs back there. Yes,
0: this is our. Th- these people are our loyalists. They are here every week, and it's Victory Monday. It's Victory Monday. You know what we need? We need uh, somebody. Um, we need somebody to record part of an open that will. This is not the last Victory Monday. You understand? There will be more Victory Mondays. He's got it
1: on his shirt, right there. On his shirt.
0: So we need a Victory Monday open to play when it's appropriate. Let's pass that word up the food chain. So, uh, wh- what a treat for me to be able to introduce all of you to Haley Sutton, who haven't met Haley yet. And we're going to steal some of Tyler's time because I don't think he's going to mind so that you can uh, get to meet uh, Haley. And our very special guest is the Cowboys' number one draft choice, Tyler Smith. Thank you very much for being here. (laughs)
1: Look at that round of applause applause that you get. Do we,
0: uh, do anybody come in from Crowley, from the neighborhood tonight?
2: From Crowley? No, not not tonight. Not tonight. tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, sure. We're
0: going to get all into all of that uh, because it's Victory Monday, <laughs> and the Cowboys have now uh, they've now beaten both the Super Bowl teams from last year, and uh, and I guess they've got another interesting game coming up Sunday night. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll talk. I want all of you who have not had a chance on uh, DallasCowboys.com to get to know Haley Sutton, who is new to the organization four weeks. Week Four are we weeks. In this week is four? starting
1: week four. Yeah. Okay. So brand so new.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Haley Sutton. Tell them about yourself.
1: Hi, guys. Oh, this is so much fun. This is so different from what I'm used to. I normally just get a camera in front of me, so it's good to get to actually chat with some people. Uh, I am just so excited to be here. Uh, I am from the area. I grew up in Red Oak, Texas, so right down the road. Uh, been here my whole life, supported this franchise my whole life, so what a dream to get to do this every day. Uh, I got my start in local news, so um, I graduated from the University of North Texas, Goming Green, And uh, there you go, Terrence. Uh, From there, I packed up my stuff and my two dogs, and I moved to Great Falls, Montana, uh, where I spent two years working at a television station in Great Falls, Montana. (laughs) Not a big
0: round of applause for Great Falls. (laughs) I know, I know.
1: (laughs) It was different. Uh, From there, I went to Montgomery, Alabama, where I got to cover the Crimson Tide, the Auburn Tigers, and uh, some high school football. Uh, And then I went to Miami. So I actually just moved here from Miami. I was living there um, since January. And now I am back here with the Cowboys, back home.
0: And we're happy to have you. And you'll, if you go to DallasCowboys.com and watch all the programming, you will see Haley. She is ubiquitous, uh, which I does not mean, I think, right hand and left hand. I think that's, <laughs> that's another ambidextrous. word. That's ambidextrous. Ambidextrous, right. Okay. Uh, but but she, she's everywhere, and she's going to be with us for the rest of the season on the Cowboys Hour. We are thrilled about that. We are delighted that we are back here at Concrete Cowboy in the Star District. And we're here for another three or four weeks, the, right up almost to Halloween, right out here on the patio. It's lovely, great big TVs, fabulous food, and uh, we love to put on a show for the uh, for the studio audience. And the patio's the studio, so we're glad to have you here. We're glad to have you listening wherever you're joining us on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network and uh, on the home of Haley Sutton, DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> The little boxes, Tyler, these are all the little cameras that so you can wave to everybody at home because we're (laughs) streaming on DallasCowboys.com. And so here is Tyler Smith, who if we had told you one year ago that in October a year from now you're gonna be the starting left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, you would have said.
2: I mean, I don't know about that. That's probably (laughs) That's probably what I would have said at that point in time. Uh, I mean, I was just in college at the time. Like, we were in the middle of the college season, obviously. Like, uh, I took it game by game then, as I still do now. You know, you take every week, day by day, game by game in terms of football. And so, I was just in a different – I was definitely in a different space at the time. Like, I definitely had aspirations for sure, uh, you know, going to the NFL. But it was just a different time.
0: So, yesterday, obviously, a a very big, important – Win when you beat a, a team like the defending Super Bowl champions on the road. Um, could you tell about how many Cowboy fans there were? Could you feel that the presence of the Cowboy fans? I mean, you, you
2: could definitely feel that we were we were battling on more even ground than you know they probably expected. Like uh, you know the, the the crowd was loud. Like it was an amazing atmosphere for sure. You could feel that. You know we had we had the home team on the away field for sure. Was
0: that weird? How did you? How did? What does that do for a player on the road?
2: I mean, it definitely like you know, I'd be so locked in. Probably didn't get a lot of that from Tulsa, did you? No, we didn't get a lot of noise. I don't don't lie. Like we have fans, but not to that level. But it's definitely, I I definitely think it's an advantage. It makes the other team kind of feel, you know, feel the pressure of the game just as much as we do in certain situations, game situations. So it's definitely an advantage, I say. All right, we're gonna
0: get this out of the way because you won the game, and uh, and it's part of the narrative. So you got to meet Aaron Donald in person. I did,
1: I
2: did get a form. Up
1: close in person over there. Yeah, I,
0: I got
2: acquainted with him for sure. Yeah,
0: which was not a surprise to you. You knew he they were going to put him over there. So right. When the game started, and i would just been watching some of the first half offense, uh, When so when the game started, they had him more inside at his traditional position. Did you find yourself – from the beginning of the game, just looking up to see, is he here yet? Because I know he's coming.
2: I mean, we keyed in on him all week. Like, you know, I, it's no lie that, you know, in the NFL, when you have a player like that, he, he's a huge part of the game plan in terms of how you can kind of limit his abilities, you know, his ability to wreck the game. So, whenever whenever he was on the field, we always knew, like, okay, 99's on the field. Like, you know where he is, and that would kind of change up some of your job responsibilities. Like, albeit, like, minutely, but it was all important, like, in terms of just how to – Kind of put him in a box a little bit.
0: So if my, if my memory's right, it was near the end of the first quarter when they put him at end over you for the first time. Right. And did you say to yourself, "Oh, there you are. Yeah, I've I, been I waiting mean, for you." I mean, I have seen him.
2: <laughs> like I seen it because we, uh, we was going fast at the time, and so I get up to the line. Like of course I see him. Like well, I'm getting the pass for a call. And, you know, I get set. But you, you, I mean, you know who that is over there for sure. Like you know, there's no mistaking it. Well, like, you know, the two nines on there. All right. yeah.
0: So, someday, you know, Aaron Donald's going to say, yeah, I, I played against Tyler Smith when he was a rookie. By the way, just so you know, uh, you know who Larry Allen is, right?
2: I do know who Larry okay. Allen
0: is. So, Larry Allen, who might be the best offensive lineman in the history of this franchise. He's a, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. I and mean, I saw Reggie White throw Larry Allen his <laughs> rookie year. Pick him up and throw him. So, nobody else ever did that to him again. And I don't know how many people are going to give you the problems that Aaron Donald did yesterday, but it (laughs) happens is what I'm trying to say. Right. So, what do you think you learned from the experience of having a full dose of Aaron Donald yesterday?
2: I mean, definitely just to stay tight. Like, uh, he's a great player. Like, you know, you can't take it from him. He's probably one of the best defensive players in the game, if not the best to ever play. And, like, at the end of the day, you know, you're fun to, You're going to fall to the level of your training. Like, when I went back and watched the tape, you know, I kind of wondered, like, you know, what he did or what he may not or have done to, like, kind of get me in those positions. And when I look back at it, a lot of it was on me. Like, you know, we got Jason Peters on the sideline with us that game. You know, I come to the sideline, you know, after you know I have some bad reps against him, he's like, he's like, man, you just got to kick and stay square. Like, you know, it's not a secret. He's like, you're not putting yourself in the best position to win. Like, I'm just telling you how it is. And so, like, you know, I come back to the field, you know, I kind of, you know, I take that with me. I and, mean, you know, things happen. It's like you said, that's a great player. Like, at the end of the day, he got to play football. But I could have put myself in a better position for sure. Like, it's just a, it's a good learning experience.
1: What does the bragging rights for you feel like now that you've, you've battled the best defensive player in the league, arguably one in the history of the league, and your team won that battle? So from a, bra- a bragging perspective, like, how does that feel?
2: I mean, it it was definitely cool. Like, you know, victories are huge in the NFL. You know, they're not easy to come by. But, you know, the goal the goal still lies far ahead in the future. Like, you know, we want to lift that Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. It was definitely good to, like, you know, go against a team like that, go against players like that, and kind of see, like, you know, what all the hype is about. Because there is, like, you know, there's a there's a, a little air mystery, like some, uh, you know, electricity and air, where you kind of go against, like, you know, dudes like that. And so... It was it was definitely a great team win just to kind of, you know, establish, you know, what we got on this team, you know, what we bring forward in this year, but you know our our goals definitely lie far ahead in the future.
1: Does your preparation not change, you know, because there's a, you know, there's a certain routine that you guys go through every week when it comes to practice and meetings and all of that. But now that you face someone like Aaron Donald, you've learned about yourself like you mentioned you've got mentors uh, like Jason Peters on the sideline. Does your preparation going into a new game week change now that you have that under your belt?
2: I mean, it definitely does. Like, you know, the more tape you have of other guys throughout the year, the more tape they have of you. And so, uh, you know, at this junction in the year, this is where you got to do a lot more self scout. Like, you got to really kind of see where your weaknesses are, where you got to be more consistent, you know, where you got to change like your play style to kind of keep evolving throughout the year. Cause, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, week to week, you know, things change, you know. Guys go down, guys come up, but you just got to kind of understand who you're going against and how you got to change yourself to fit so, that.
0: Two other things come to mind, and then we're going to have to take our first break. Uh, one is you mentioned Jason Peters. Right. I, to me, just uh, having watched him through the years and knowing a little bit about him, because Tyron is not able to be – Tyron's getting treatment. He can't be around you as much as he wants to be. Right. To me, whatever they're paying Jason Peters was worth it to have him in the room with you and Terrence, whether he ever got on the field or not. Can you just say a word about uh, what he's meant to you from a mentoring position?
2: I mean, he's been been huge for me. Like, you know, we have Tyron and Zach in the room. You know, those are Hall of Fame players. Like, at the end of the day, you can't really debate that. But he's also, you know, he's a Hall of Fame guy. And when Tyron went down, he kind of, like you said, had to do treatment and other things that drew him away from the team. JP came in, and he's been doing this for, like, you know, over 15 years. He's been playing, you know, NFL football since I was, like, three years old. So just... (laughs) Just kind of hearing what he has to say and, like, uh, having him kind of coach me up when I had to, you know, do the short turnaround from training camp and playing tackle. Like, it brought me, you know, it brought me light years ahead because it was just like, you know, there's a trust component to everything. There's a trust in your coaching. You know, there's a trust in your training and all these sorts of things. And when you have somebody telling you, you know, to do certain things, like, and they're telling you a certain way and they have, like, you know, 15 years of – you know, 15-plus years' experience, like, I say 15, but it's more than that. But just all the experience he has, like, you're able to trust him more. You're able to, like, you know, just, you know, pour more of your soul into it. So he's definitely – he's been huge for our room, and he's, he's continued to help me today.
0: And the other the other thing, but then we'll take our break, is I want to ask you a question I asked Sam Williams after the game. Sam Williams had his best game so far, played his most snaps, made an impact. And so I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, how would you uh, describe the difference – in yourself as a football player from the first day in oxnard till today
2: Ooh. Uh, definitely um definitely just understanding the game more if that makes sense like there's so much that goes into this game like you know from preparation to personnel to like all these other sorts of things that kind of happen and as you go throughout the year you'll find like you know there's a lot of adapting you got to do there's a lot of learning that you do throughout the year like there's a lot of you know, technique things that you got to, you know, you got to hone up on. There's a lot of mental things you got to hone up on because you're going against a different opponent every week. You know, all these opponents are the best of the best. So definitely just becoming a more uh, dutiful football player in terms of, like, preparation and stuff like that, for sure. It's Victory Monday, and we're giving
0: everybody a chance to get to know Tyler Smith, the Cowboys' left tackle. Uh, We're at the Concrete Cowboy at the Star District in Frisco. We'll be right back. Back to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this hour is presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10 percent off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. We've been chatting with Cowboys left tackle. Tyler Smith, and Tyler, we were chatting during the break uh, just about the, the age difference. You mentioned that Jason Peters kind of like the, the funny uncle uh, as opposed to a big brother, and I, I, somebody pointed this out to me today. I wrote it down and I highlighted it here. You're not old enough to rent a car officially yet, yeah. but you're going against guys like Aaron Donald, and you're, you're learning from Tyron Smith, Jason Peters. Uh, I want to ask you, just what are maybe some of the challenges that you face being so young and being thrust into a position uh, starting... Like you are,
2: I mean, it's definitely uh I say it's it's kind of adjustment in life a little bit, like it was definitely something I was expecting, like you know uh going throughout college, I'm used to a strenuous schedule, like you know having to be places early, having to be on time like that's there's no problem with that, but it's kinda you know it's my second like real job in life, like I worked at Sonic and then I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I worked at Sonic, and then I was a professional football player, you know like, yeah. You know, <laughs> And like you know, the scale the scales are just you know. Which one's harder? It's <laughs> just getting ready right to ask which that. One's You definitely do more standing as It's yeah. weird. It's weird. I do a lot of standing, but yeah. uh, but yeah, it's just different in terms of like how you um how you approach the job because you know you come in and obviously like you know you're drafted high like you know a lot is expected. You want to have all the answers like, and I'm in a room with a lot of guys who have a lot of good answers, and so they they definitely been a valuable resource to me in terms of my development and just like you know them helping me out but it's you know it's a lot more preparation it's a lot more that goes into it like you have to be on top of a lot more and i feel like it's it's not necessarily something that's specific to me but it's the same for a lot of the young players that the, come into the league the
0: tater tots aren't as good here though are they All <laughs> the, i mean they when they when they serve them up they're pretty good but you you don't get them as often, right?
2: No, we don't get them as often. Not during the season. They 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 look out for us, though. Cause, you know the diet, the dietary. <laughs> I will say we get favorite. we
1: get to eat lunch in there with you guys uh, too, and no complaints on that and The food is very very good, good. so no good. complaints um, on that end. I was going to ask you what your go to Sonic order since you worked there.
2: My go to Sonic order probably the. Uh, Probably a popcorn chicken nuggets, baby. Okay. While like you work there, so you you eventually you stop liking the food because you see yeah. how you kind of see how it's prepared. Like, it wow, was, like, wow.
1: It. All these people are like questioning whether or not they're gonna go back to Hold Sonic. I'm not, I'm let not, me <laughs> let
0: me just talk to our marketing team. Sonic's not a sponsor, are they? We're like, okay. All right, good.
2: Keep not, going,
0: Tyler. You're on you're you're on a roll. It's Keep not going.
2: necessarily Sonic in general. It's just kind of like fast food. Like when you see how fast food is done, like in house, you kind of you're a little bit shocked, but. But yeah, it's just it's different for sure. All right, I had Sonic
1: L- for dinner last night, so now and, I'm not and, feeling
2: And how so was it? Did you have tots?
1: No, I did. The tots were okay. Tots I had excellent. a chicken sandwich. The tots so. are good.
0: The tots are good. You That's can't, good you can't, can't go wrong. <laughs> cannot go wrong with the tots. Okay, let's uh, let's go back to Crowley. Um, when did you know that you might be a good football player? A good football player before before Crowley even before high school.
2: Um. Uh, I mean, I don't know really. Like, uh, I felt like in Pee Wee, you know, I was a bigger kid, I was faster, I was stronger, like all the things that make you a good football player. But like, my position changed in high school. Like, so I went from playing D line, like most of my young, young uh, as a as a kid, and all the way up until my junior high school. Now I switched to O line, and I didn't really know, like, you know, what O line was, or like how you were supposed to do it. Like, I just knew you were supposed to like block people. You're just supposed to get on somebody and move them. And so, like, I, you know, I did a lot of that. You know, I got to college. I was pretty humble in my expectations. You know, I was like, I'm going to come in. You know, I'm going to get my education. You know, I'm going to play football. And we'll, we'll see where it goes. But uh, when I went against Travis Gifts, he plays for the Bears now. Like, when I kind of went up against him and, like, you know, I seen how I was playing against him, I was like, okay, you know, I might have a chance to do some great things. Because I knew Travis was going to the NFL coming in. Like, I knew he was one of our best players. And so he gave me a lot of confidence in myself. And yeah, obviously, you know, things, you know, thank God things um, you know, things turned out really well for me. Like I say I was in a very blessed position. I have not got my degree yet, but I'll go back I'll go back and do that. So, you know, you know, expectations change for sure.
0: Uh the, the defense to offense thing interests me. Um, it takes a whole different mentality, especially when you're playing in the line.
2: Right. When
0: they first so it was in high school that you got moved?
2: Yeah, I got moved to high
0: school. And when you're playing D line and Pee Wee uh, did it, it go tackle the guy. Run after him and run him down and tackle him. Did that feel natural and did it feel unnatural, some of the disciplined things that I you mean, had to do to play O-line in high
2: school? I felt like, uh, I definitely felt like some of the disciplined things on O-line were unnatural. Like, you know, I like D-line. You know, to this day, like, you know, I probably you know if I could have been a D-lineman, you know, I, I would have I done that. Obviously, it <laughs> happened that way. Like, But, you know, my favorite players are D-linemen. Like, a lot of the things I brought to the other side of the ball, I felt like came from that defensive mentality, just like in terms of the aggression, in terms of just like, you know, the the play style and, you know, the mentality. Obviously, on O-line, you don't have as much of a chance. Like, no, you have just as much of a chance to impose your will, but you just, like, know it's a team sport type thing. Like, you're more of a cohesive unit. Like, it's less about you and more about us in terms of, like, your mindset. So, that was definitely a change at first. Do you, do you know who Mark A was? You ever heard of him? I'm not sure. Mar-
0: Mark was A was uh, a pro bowl lineman for the Cowboys. He was a college free agent, came out of Hawaii as a defensive lineman, right. made the team as a defensive lineman. Uh, was a natural aggressive guy played many years before they moved him to offense and then he made the Pro Bowl and to the day that he stopped playing he said I never felt right I still think I'm a defensive lineman I I just have that in me I think Right.
1: I was going to say if Dan Quinn's listening his ears are kind of Perking up a little bit, the I mean, opportunity for you to be does versatile. He, does he
0: know that you? You know, I mean, you jump in if you were, if a couple guys got nicked up, you jump in. I mean, he
2: obviously. You know, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to help the team. Like it's not a problem, but you know, thing, things didn't turn out that way for sure. I definitely feel like you know this is my, you know, this is what I need to do like here, but. You know, it's kind of like you said, it never quite feels like, you know, you always look at the other side. You're like, maybe I could do that a little bit better than he could, but you never know. Especially
0: when they tell you, don't use your hands like that. Yeah.
2: No, let me use my hands. Let me show you what I can do if I use my hands. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a, you know, in another life. <laughs> how um in another way, How
1: common is it for that conversion or how often do you see that where a guy maybe starts on the offense and moves to the defense or vice versa?
2: I mean it happens a lot. Like the same thing happened with Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson was like a, a DN uh, in college. Like he couldn't he either kept kept trying to keep weight off him or he couldn't gain weight and then he gained like a lot of weight at OU obviously, you know, became what he was. Jason Peters, he actually started off as a, a defensive line prospect. And then he got moved to, like, I think he got moved to tight end in college, did a lot of special team stuff, came to the NFL. Then he got moved to O-line, so it was kind of, like, the same way for him. It's the same way for a lot of players, like, just because, you know, D-linemen tend to have better feet. Even, even Tyler Biotish in high school, he was a defensive line prospect. He went to college or he went to a camp, and uh, he worked O-line there and ended up getting a scholarship. And so that's kind of how he got started. So it happens for a lot of guys. It's pretty common.
1: What is your, I guess, the benefit of that for you? Like, how, does that give you an advantage at all whenever you're at practice or when you're lining up in games?
2: I mean, I definitely feel like, you know, the mental advantage is big. Like, I don't necessarily think d are more athletic than, like, full-time O-Lama or anything. I feel like it's less about that. But definitely a mentality thing for sure. Like, you know, that aggression when you play throughout the whistle. Like, you know, you got a chip on your shoulder. Like, even if, like, O-Lama, you kind of got to restrain it more. I'm not going to lie. Like, you can't really – you can't really bug. You can't show your emotion as much, like you know, in terms of you know, just staying within the confines of the rules. But it's definitely something I brought with me to the other side of the ball. It's and, just a mentality. And
0: have you heard it expressed um, by guys you've played with or against through college, and now that you're up here, that uh, a little bit of a nasty streak in an offensive lineman is a very admirable trait, as long as you can keep it in
2: check. Oh, I definitely have. Like, it was something, it was something that was embraced at Tulsa. Like, you know, we, we took pride in how physical we play. You know, we took pride in, you know, putting dudes on the ground and, like, all these other sorts of things. But we also took pride in the discipline aspect that came with that. Like, you know, you know, it's all, you know, it's good to do all these things, but just make sure, like, you know, you, you, everything you do is conducive to helping the team. Like, cause, you know, on offense, like, you know, our job is to move the ball forward. Like, you're trying to move it back. is at least as possible, but you're also trying to, you know, you're trying to impose your will down there for sure. You, do you like to see a guy quit? You like to make him quit? I do like seeing guys <laughs> quit because it's like, it, it it's weird to see almost. Like, you know, in football, you know, it's such a, you know, it's a, a macho sport. Like, when you go against a dude, like, it's like two wheels clashing every play. Like, so when a dude breaks, like, you know, it's kind of it's sad to see, but you definitely like to see it because you're like, yeah, like, we got him now. Like, when you see one break, you know, the chain is weak like if that makes sense when you see one link break like the chain is weak
0: uh you were described by your head coach today as being an alpha
2: what does that what does that mean to you alpha i mean it definitely means like uh to me when i heard alpha i think leader like necessarily not never how you are like physically but there's a lot more things that encompass alpha like how you approach things like what's your mentality towards things you know, work ethic, like how you, uh, you know how you view yourself as part of a team. Like, at the end of the day, like you know, one alpha and you know, ten, ten regular guys, you know, that's, you know, that's cool. But eleven alphas on the same on the same line, like or the same team or the same side of the ball, like that's something that's irreplaceable. Like when you got that, then you really you cooking with something dangerous.
1: Is there ever a moment where you're allowed? Because I know you're talking about from an offensive line perspective. You guys work as a unit, and you're, you know, it's that's kind of the goal. But Is there ever a moment when you want to kind of break out and celebrate? Like, maybe you get that key block or you avoid the penalty. Like, are you able to kind of show who Tyler Smith
2: is? I mean, definitely in victory. Like, you know, I feel like with games, like, when you get good blocks and when you score, obviously when you score. But in victory is, like, when you can really – When I feel like it's really time to celebrate. Because that's when you – you know, you're giving everything you had. Like, you know, in the time limit. You know, you came out on top. Like, you know, there's nothing else left to be said. You know, there's nothing else left to be done. Like no, you won, so definitely then. I feel like Victor is when you can show your show your behind a little bit. How uh, how old do you have to be to rent a car?
1: 25 is what I was told. I thought it was 26, but yeah, uh, it's 25. 25.
2: Without, uh, I can't remember what it is, but like, I can get it. I rent a car now. You just got to. There's special, like special paperwork. Yeah, yeah like but now, a, now you now. just go <laughs> in and say, I'm
0: Tyler Smith. I need <laughs> yeah. to rent that car.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's like a fee. We do get a little discount. I'm not sure how much I can say about that, but. <laughs> I I,
1: I didn't hear a
0: thing. I don't know what you're talking about except that Tyler Smith, the Cowboys rookie uh, number one draft pick and starting left tackle is our guest this evening. We are at uh, concrete cowboy at the star district in Frisco on the Cowboys hour. And uh, we will have a microphone to pass among our audience here. If you would like to talk to Tyler a little bit later and we'll be right back. Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. From Concrete Cowboy at the Star District in uh, Frisco, I'm Brad Sham with Haley Sutton and our very special guest, Tyler Smith, the Cowboys' uh, left tackle. Haley, oh Haley, do you have anything there you'd like to read about Lucchese? Luke Casey, by Casey. <laughs> Thank you for helping me out with that. I've been
1: struggling with the pronunciation. Uh, the Cowboys Hour is presented by Luke Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys, and I will never say that wrong ever again.
0: You, you never. <laughs> I've never heard you say it wrong.
1: <laughs> Luke Casey, uh, like Brad mentioned, we're here with Tyler Smith. Tyler, I want to take you. Uh, kind of away from the game for a second. So it's an off day or maybe a light day of practice. Uh, what do you do to kind of get your mind off of football just to kind of reset a little bit?
2: Man, that's a, that's a funny question. Okay, so my, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be completely honest here. My off days can, like, consistently, pretty much consistent. Me getting up, you know, I eat breakfast, you know, I cook my breakfast. You know, I go get some treatment because, you know, it's a short week. A lot of the times in the NFL, you know, you got a short week. You got to get your body right. You know, you come home. Like you kind of, like I kind of do wherever the day takes me to. Like I might go, you know, I might go to the to the range and like you know, you know, shoot a few targets, or you know, I might, you know, go see like go see a high like go see a friend or something like you know, something like that. But it's pretty chill most of the time. I like to kind of sit down and just relax because like you know, it's a pretty hectic week. Are you uh, a gamer? Oh, uh, I do game. I do game occasionally. Like I play Call of Duty. Uh, Man, funny enough, you know, I'm trying to learn. You know, I'm trying to play the Madden. Like, you know, I don't like what they've done You know, in recent years with it. I really don't. Um, and then, you know, I play I play some shooters. So I play some pretty, like, call, like, you know, Call of Duty and stuff, like some other shooters like that. When you go to the range, what is your shooting instrument of choice? Ooh. Okay, so I got a membership, so I can I can basically like rent whatever they got on the wall, and they always got something new in there. So, so you like, can
0: rent a you can rent a gun, but not a car. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Just so we're clear. All right. <laughs> just just want to make sure about that.
2: Yeah, okay. We live we live in the gray state, so yeah. <laughs> yes, don't we? Don't yeah. we? Yes, we do. So uh, <laughs> so I definitely I mean I try to sh- I shoot rifles, I kind of shoot everything they have in there. It's kind of like you know be- being a kid in a candy shop when it comes to that. Like, they will let me take whatever I want to onto the range. I just gotta pay for the ammo, like. Right. You know, it kind of depends on how much you want to pay for ammo because, like, some, like, you know, some weapons, like, their ammo, like, ammo's high right now, apparently. I never really knew the market on that, like, how that was. So, like, you know, you might pay a dollar a bullet, like, for 50 cal or something like that. It's, like, a lot. I can't I can't remember what the specific number is, but it's, like, five or seven bucks a bullet. So, you know, it really depends. But I do that. Like, I'm going to try to go to the state fair at some point, like, before they leave because, you know, I, we haven't had as much time as I wanted to. So, I'm going to try to get out there. I mean, Tomorrow? Uh, I mean, you never know. You no, I can't. You never you're not going to put it out there that you're going <laughs> to be in the fair because then people... Never let them know your next move. I, so know, I know. know, exactly. Who taught you that? <laughs> it was uh, a lot of people. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not viral TikTok
1: that everybody does <laughs> and never know your next yeah. move.
0: Okay. Um, so, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry, I got stuck on a mental picture of you walking through the state fair <laughs> and stopping for a Fletcher's corny dog. Um, when we, I'm going to take you back a little bit uh, again, we're at Crowley now. You're an offensive lineman. Right. At some point, someone says, "Keep doing that. You can keep. You can get a scholarship. You might even be able to get a job doing this." When when did that happen?
2: I mean, the first the first uh, really the first inclination I had that maybe you know I I probably have a, a future in college is where I got my offer from Houston. That was my first collegiate offer. Like other than that, I was a pretty raw prospect. Like I was out there doing a lot of things, but like it wasn't necessarily like in the most technical or organized way. Like it was just like I had a lot of ability at the time and so, you know, when you got a player with a lot of ability who's not necessarily frowned. Like it takes a it takes a certain type of coach to kinda of bring out the best attributes in them. And luckily, like, you know, my opportunity came at Tulsa, but definitely my junior year of high school is when I kind of got the thumbs up I was doing something right when I seen the superlatives and stuff. If Houston offered you first, how did you wind up at Tulsa? Man, so uh, so Houston offered me first. I got a couple of other offers like Navy, uh, the University of New Mexico, and then Houston took their offer away. Like the the uh, nerve! So, like, the early signing <laughs> period, like, I kept on trying to communicate with the coach at the time. I won't name any names because, like, you know, it's in the past, but... I was communicating with him. I By the way, like, that coach is in the past now, too.
1: Tyler said, "I got the receipts, you yeah. <laughs> Said I have the receipts. But he was like, "Man,
2: like we're trying to get you down here for a visit, like you know." I was like, "You know, coach, like I'm tr- I'm trying to get down there whenever I can, like you know." It's pretty busy right now with school and stuff, and so I texted him like probably in December. I was like, "Hey, can I come down for a visit?" He was like, "Yeah, man, we're trying to get you down here immediately, like." And so he just kept on kind of giving me the run around, like when I would ask him and then we got to probably like the week of or like the week before early signing day and he was like yeah we're going in a different direction like Uh. he kind of dropped that on me from the bus uh, on the bus ride back home so at this point i kind of like i wouldn't say i closed down my recruitment but i was was pretty heavy on houston i stopped talking to a lot of other schools so that kind of fell through right there and that's i mean that's how that happened but tulsa came uh they came mid-january and they offered me and so at that point you know, it was the best opportunity, educational and football-wise, for me. That's an embittering experience for a
0: young man. How did you handle that? What did you learn from that experience?
2: I mean, it was—I mean, it was tough at the time. You know, I definitely leaned on my faith for sure. Like, you know, I knew I'd end up where I needed to be, and it really didn't—at the time—it didn't matter. You know, who, who, or where the opportunity was, it just mattered that there was an opportunity anywhere. And so. You no know, I was you know I was definitely hopeful it was tough at first, so I will a lot of you. It's kinda of tough' because you're like man like they like they kind of wasted my time like I wish he had' just told me earlier, so I could have like took my eggs out of this basket, but things ended up happening you know working out for the best, that was my belief. I was kind of like, you know God's gonna take me where I need to go and like you know just leave it at that so it was a uh, you know it was definitely something that needed to happen.
1: What was life like in Tulsa that transition going from small town Crowley to small town Tulsa
2: <laughs> I mean, it was uh. It was interesting, to say the least. Like, it's also, you know, it's it's really small, you know, compared to, like, DFW or Fort Worth. And, you know, the the demographic there is just a little different. Like, you know, people are more quieter. Like, you know, they're more low-key and kept to themselves. Like, you know, my campus is in pretty good. Like, I say my campus is in a good area. Like, you know, and uh, I hung out with my teammates a lot. Like, there's not there's not as much to do out there as there is here. Like, you know, they don't have, like, AT&T Stadium or, you know, the the ballpark. Like, you know, there's not a lot of that out there. So we just kind of, you know, we hung out, you know, did, did stuff the Tulsa way. Like, you know, I definitely met a lot of interesting homie, uh, homies over there. You know, I went to some lake houses. Like, some of my teammates had lake houses. That was interesting. Never did that before. Like, you know, I went <laughs> spear fishing nice. and bow fishing. Like, I was kind of out there, and the, uh, you know, I definitely did a lot of more a lot of more country stuff, for sure. Like, so are
1: you an outdoorsy person in general? I'm,
2: or? I'm definitely more of one now. Like, I say before, like, I probably wasn't. But when I got to college, I kind of experienced the outdoors for real. So that kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things, for sure.
1: So you're big into fishing, big into hunting, big into all that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a, some of my overarching interests right now.
0: All right. So, uh, when was when during your career at Tulsa, did you start to want to and really
2: believe that you would play in the NFL? I say uh, freshman year. I knew, uh, like I said, going against Travis and like you know some of those guys. I knew that the potential was there. After my red shirt freshman year, my second year, I definitely wanted to go because I saw, uh, you know, Zaven Collins. He went to the Cardinals at pick sixteen. You know, I saw how he kind of blew up, like. You know, he he kinda asserted himself in the uh in the college football scene that COVID year. And so I was like, man, like just seeing, you know, how um, you know, how things went for him, how much how much work he put in, you know, to get to where he was, you know, I was pretty hopeful. I was like, you know, he went, you know, he went first round from Tulsa, like, you know, there's no reason, you know, I can't make the most of this opportunity here and end up where I wanna end up where I wanna be. And so like definitely after that second year is when I was like, you know, I wanna go to the NFL is what I wanna do. Did you wanna play here? I mean, this would have been like when I say this would have been the craziest as well. I was going to play anywhere that, uh, anywhere that paid. Like, let me let me keep it real. Like, you know, it's a (laughs) blessing wherever you go. Like, if you're picked by one of the 32, like, it's a blessing. But just to have, I never in a million years expected it to be here. I was just like, you know, you can only win the lottery once. Like, you know, it's kind of. You know, it's going to be That's actually not true.
0: You can win it You can win mean, it multiple times. I mean, yeah,
2: but like, in my life, I was like, you know, you don't get, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get that lucky. But, you know, it ended up happening. You know, that's kind of how it happened. But I, at the time, I could not have told you I was playing here. Was has you, it, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, has it lived up to your expectations so far? Oh, it
2: definitely has. Like, you know, there, there's nothing like being a Dallas Cowboy. Like, you know, it's a different, there's a whole different scene over here.
0: Were you a fan of, of the Cowboys as a kid you were you more of fan? some guys more are fans of specific players or teams?
2: so I was I was more a fan, uh, fan of specific players like I didn't have a team growing up like, my mom's from Shreveport Louisiana so obviously you know she was a Saints fan like I didn't really have a squad per se but I did have players like JJ Watt um Gerald McCoy at the time like uh, kind of like uh, basically every dude who had an E sixty, you know, that was kind of interesting. So far, I'm only hearing defensive players. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was at the time I was a defensive lineman, so like, <laughs> you know, mean. those are my those are my guys. <laughs> like, and then you know, as I moved to the other side of the ball, I kind of discovered, you know, the O line cult. Like, you know, I started learning about Tyrant and like, cause you got to YouTube these guys. Like, it's harder to find highlights. of O lineman, like, you'll look up his highlights and you'll see like NFL Top 100 or something like that. You got to kind of take what you can get from there. Or, like, some cut-ups. But, like, that's when I started to kind of learn about the art form. Like, when I uh, when I was, like, 17, 18, like, junior season junior season and senior season. Tyron
0: has told me, then we're going to take our last break, and then get your questions ready because we'll be taking your questions for Tyler. Uh, Tyron has told me that uh, he when he came out of SC, he thought he knew how to play football. Yeah. And then... Uh, he started practice against DeMarcus Ware, and he found out that he didn't <laughs> know how to play football and he didn't even know how to watch film of football. Yeah. And then he learned. Are you experiencing anything like that?
2: I mean, I mean, I definitely am. Like, You know, yesterday was definitely, you know, eye, an eye-opener. Like, you know, it was always an eye-opener from the beginning of the season. Cause I was always going against great players. But, you know, when you go against, you know, people who kind of – you know, you got to really be tight on your fundamentals, like, and that you really just can't – you can't give them an inch of ground. Like, that kind of shows you, you know, how different the game is and how, how small your margin of error really is. Because, like, you may get away with some stuff on some people, but you're not going to get away with the same stuff on everybody. Like, that's something that you definitely learn early. And so it's definitely, you know, you know, there are going to be ebbs and flows. It's rookie season. It's a big learning year. But you learn a new lesson every day, I'll definitely say. I will bet. Tyler Smith is our guest
0: on the Cowboys Hour at Concrete Cowboy at the Star District in Frisco. We'll be right back with your questions for Tyler. like Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons.
1: Welcome back to the Concrete Cowboy, right across the street from the star in Frisco. This is Cowboys Hour, and it's presented by Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. And the amount of times that I've seen that commercial, it's fun to get to say that on air, actually, this time.
0: (laughs) We are with uh, Tyler Smith, the Cowboys' uh, number one pick. And before we start taking your questions, and we are going to be doing that in just a second. So you said uh, you, you would never have imagined that they would pick you. Then they did. Yeah. Yeah. What I know you've talked about it a lot, but to relive that phone call, will you?
2: I mean, it was more uh I mean, it was extreme shock. Definitely, I wouldn't say necessarily disbelief, but. I mean, no. you knew they were looking at you, right? I mean, I knew that day but I knew a lot of people were looking for me like, I took 19 visits like they do 30 visits Like I took 19 of those so I was going across to all these different facilities so I knew like you know there are a lot of people looking at me but I had only heard about their interests like literally that day like my head coach called me from Tulsa and then my O-line coach called me he was like yeah the, Cow- the Cowboys are kind of looking at O-line like they were we're kind of interesting to you I was like, okay, like, um, you know, all right. Like, I know that's. <laughs> I so, believe it when I see it. But I was like, okay, like that's. I was like, that's good to know, coach. And then like, I went into the day. So I'm watching it on TV. Like obviously, you see it happen, and like you look, and, like the first thing you do is you see your phone vibrating. And it's at the start. And I'm like, whoa! Like you know, <laughs> you're kind of like, what's going on here? Like it's kind of unprecedented. So you pick up. You know, of course, Jerry's on the other line. And you know, I'm just kind of like, I'm like, wow! Like this is really, you know, this is really, reality happening right now. So. You know, it was definitely you know, it was a blessing. Like I was just grateful. But, you know, at the time I you know, I knew there were, I knew there was a, a a long road ahead if that makes sense. I knew a lot would be expected, like you know, there's a lot more work to do, you know, for where I wanted to be. So, you know, it was definitely just it was a it was a huge step in the path, but you know, it was awesome. But you were
0: supposed to get to play guard and break in, you know, uh it's happened with a lot of guys. Tyron played right tackle his rookie year. And so tell me about the day that Tyron got hurt, right? in that building right in there and they said, uh, oh by the way, I know you haven't worked there since the spring, but uh we're gonna kick you outside.
2: <laughs> so man, it was um definitely a shocking day. Like, you know, obviously, you know, extremely sad. Like, you know, when it, when you see it happen, like you were just kinda like, is he all right? Like is he you just it looked like he just fell weird and then you figure out like, you know, his injury was a little bit more severe. And so like, you know, my mind is just I wanna say my mind is racing, but I'm just under the you know, I'm under the impression I'm like, okay, like you no, know, we got to move things around. I don't know how we're going to move things around. And so, uh, you know, one thing they don't tell you in the NFL, like, there isn't – the line The line of communication is very different. Like, you know, when a player gets, like, lifted or activated or something, like, you'll like you'll likely find out on Twitter a lot of the times, like, before you necessarily have somebody call you. And so you just kind of come in. You know, you come to work the next day. Like, you know, coaches coach is going to walk up to you. He's going to t- tell you what's expected. You know, you you know, you fall into that because you know that's like that's your job responsibility to be able to you know play wherever he puts you. So, you know, I was definitely you know I was definitely sad at the time, but I knew like you know I'd probably have to step up and do some things of that nature. And, you know, I was ready for that. I was ready for everything that came with that. Tyler Smith is our guest. Nathan, let's uh, let's start
0: with some questions from our audience.
2: Hey, Tyler. My name is Corey. Um, my question is: What's one of the biggest things that you learned so far since starting in the NFL? Uh, I mean, definitely just being prepared in everything that you do. Like, uh, you know, a lot of you have a lot of confidence in your ability as a football player, like your strength, your speed, like your technique. But your preparation is really what builds a lot of confidence when it goes into game day. So definitely just being, you know, dutiful in your preparation, like everything that you need to do before the game. So when you get to the big stage, like you're confident in everything that you're doing. You're going a million miles per hour.
1: So who's the toughest guy you go against in practice on the defensive line?
2: I mean, uh, i definitely say tough. Like, Micah Mike, Mike and D-Law are pretty – they're pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. Those are fast, strong guys. Like, they're good pass rushers. So those are definitely the, tough, the toughest guys on the edge, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so coming out of college, I know there was talk in the media and so forth about penalties that you had in college, but you've done a great job so far right out of the gate. So what have you – what have you changed? Is it coaching or something with your techniques or what's what's changed?
2: I mean definitely just having uh confidence in my technique for sure is something that's changed. Like, you know, I got I've had Zach, Tyron, uh JP in the room and they've been helping me a lot with that. And then I felt like uh, you know, a lot of things in college, it may have just been me being over aggressive, me just putting myself in bad positions. You know, that's a, that's where a lot of that came from. So it's definitely my coaches, you know, the guys in my room helped me a lot with that. You know, we made a lot of improvements in the, in the way of that. There's, a, there's a,
0: a mental toughness that goes with that, though, too. Um, that because you have, to learn, you have to learn to let that go. Like corners have to learn to just let that last play go. That, that didn't happen, except for what I can learn from it. Where'd that come from?
2: I mean, it's definitely something you've got to have as a football player. Like you've got to be able to let things go. But, like, when people say, like, it did, like, you got to act like it never happened, I don't necessarily believe in that. Like, I, I feel like you got to you gotta acknowledge that it happened and kind of, you know, you got to take away what you need to take away from it, but you got to move on at the same time. Like, you know, it's kind of like you got to go through the stages of grief, like, in a split second, if that makes sense. Like, you know, <laughs> you're like, damn, that happened, like, and then you accept that it happened, you know, you're a little upset that it happened. But then like, you know, you come back to the fact, you know, you accept that have me, no, I can't affect I can't change that play, you know, I gotta get to the next one. I gotta figure out what I did wrong so I don't make the same mistake. If that do makes you, sense. Do you stop on anger in there anywhere? <laughs> I think that's one of the stages of grief. I mean, you you wanna be angry, but like you don't wanna play overly emotional. Like we try to stay in that neutral mindset. That's definitely somewhere you gotta stay. You gotta understand as a football player, like stuff happens. Like, you know, it's it's part of the job. Those guys get paid too. Obviously, like, you know, you're trying to be the best that you can be. So just really learning from you know, every every negative rep, everything bad that happens is a huge thing. Like, you know, it's one thing for it to happen to you to kind of be like, okay, next play, but are, like, you got to take something away from it for sure. And by the way,
0: major props. I've been doing this a long time. I have never had a player at any position say that he treated a, a bad play or a penalty like the stages of grief. I know. That me. was <laughs> a good I'm comparison, I'm, but uh, it made it easier to understand. I, totally. I'm <laughs> highly impressed. Nathan, I know you're out there. Yeah, there you are. Go ahead. Oh, you're back at the bar. Okay, all fine. All right. <laughs> Not so much a question, just when you go to Philly, Tyler, clip the wings of those Eagles. We don't need to hear fly, Eagle, fly.
2: Yeah, I got you. I'll definitely do and that. keep
0: your helmet on because they're nasty. Right.
2: It's, it's very personal. to I me. Mean, my roommate is an Eagles fan. My roommate in college, uh, my boy Ant, he's an Eagles fan. So, you know, we got... You know, I can't. I can't let him be calling my phone. You know, talking crazy to me. So <laughs> we'll definitely handle business. Uh, who was? Who was
0: the? Uh, did Tulsa have a big rival? I mean, I've done a
2: few Tulsa Man, games. I don't know that there was anything that would, would get emotional about. No, either way you want to slice it and dice it. To me, like I, I couldn't stand Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati was probably, you know, that was a game that just because we played so close every time and I felt like we just we let them off the hook too often. Like I say let them off the hook. They were always just really good games, but I felt like we could have we could have got over the hump with them, but we had a lot of good like we played everybody pretty tight. Like OSU, like my last year there, we played them tight. They got a catch that really wasn't a catch. Like, you know, it just wasn't I know that's not, you know, it's probably a line we don't want to hear, but it wasn't good. But like they they didn't catch that ball. And so they they did, they ended up beating us uh and, like, it was just we never got over that hump. But Cincinnati, definitely. They beat us in the championship my second year, and that still left a sour taste in my mouth. It was tough.
0: I, I ask because you've, you've now been to New Jersey, uh, and they, uh, I refuse to say you went to New York because we didn't get anywhere near New York. We're in New Jersey. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's that's a division. But do you, I mean, he's making actually a very good point. you have any idea what you're in for
2: going into Philly wearing a star? Man, I've heard some things. I've heard they're pretty intense. You know, I took a visit down there. I know their fans can be a little uncanny. You know, they can be a little... A uncanny. <laughs> I went to... Uh, no, I visited the Eagles, like, the... Uh, oh, no, the Eagles. The Eagles oh, the facility. Eagles. Okay, like, so yeah. The, so, their media people, like, they'll bring you through, like, a little a little ringer. I'm not sure if this is a company secret, but they'll kind of tell you, like, you know, you got to be prepared to, like, you know, answer some out-of-pocket questions, and they'll talk to, the like, their their head of player engagement. he will be like, you know, you got to be prepared with some out-of-pocket people, you no, know, I've heard my teammates say like this is one of those games you don't want to bring your family to because if they're wearing the wrong colors, like you know something bad could happen. I'm like, I'm like, okay, this kind of like, it's kind of gangish over there, like, but you know that's <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, we're gonna handle business. We gotta we gotta shut that down for sure.
1: That's what I was gonna ask you. Uh, what is the advice that's been given from your teammates just about this matchup and the rival? It doesn't matter what the records are ever whenever you're taking on the Eagles. Uh, so what's the advice they've given you?
2: I mean, we take we take it week by week. Like honestly, most advice I've heard is like, you know, don't bring your fam out there. But other than that, <laughs> like you know other than that, you know, it's another football game and it's a big rival. Like, you know, there's gonna be a lot of juice in this game. Like, you know, they're gonna have the home crowd going crazy. So it's definitely gonna be one that we're gonna have to be physical, you know, establish establish the tone of the game in the trenches like every week. And it's
0: week six right. out of seventeen. Right. So you can't you can't play six games on Sunday night. But I will say this, be prepared for the bus to get egged. Right. That, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happened. Uh, how about a big hand for Tyler Smith for being with us? I
2: appreciate it, Thank right.
0: you, man. What, what a great, what a great treat to have you. you. Haley, great to be with you. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. And we'll be right back here at Concrete Cowboy at the uh, Star District in Frisco next Monday night on the Cowboys Hour.